Welcome to today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light. Sun, Salt, and Light, S-O-N, knowing and growing in your daily relationship with Jesus Christ, but also being the salt and the light in your marriage, in your family, at your place of work, at your church, and even in the community you're in. I'm Pastor Michael Petit. This is a radio ministry of our church, Calvary Chapel Divine, here in Divine, Texas. We are so glad that you joined us for today's broadcast. We are a Calvary Chapel, so we simply teach the Bible verse by verse, chapter by chapter. We believe that God uses His Word to transform, restore, and to change lives one verse at a time. If you're visiting our area, you'd like to get information about our church or church service times, maybe even track down some of the other teachings that we have available through podcasts, whether it's through Audible or Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you can do all of that at our church website at calvarydivine.org. That's calvarydivine.org. If you have your Bibles ready, we have special guest Ruben Garcia in the book of James, chapter 3, verses 1 through 12. The title of this sermon is, Are You Stumbling in Your Speech? Here is the complete study with special guest Ruben Garcia. I know Miss Flood has taught her daughters, right? So we're always teaching the Word. And something that we have to think about is when we teach the Word is we do get um, judged on a higher level because we're teaching what we know the Word, right? So we know what's right and wrong. So that's something that we have to kind of think about as teachers, right? Now, something is, something is we don't want to rush into teaching, right? If, if, say, a young man gets saved today, we don't want him to, to start teaching tomorrow. We have to make sure that we understand the fundamentals, right? Um, and, that's, and that is basically being in your word and, and reading your word and growing that relationship with God, okay? Um, I believe this also goes with, with discipling. You know, as we become teachers, we need to be discipled. We need somebody to kind of... Um, to be there for us, to kind of guide us as, as we begin our, our walk. And, it, and that's something that it never goes away, right? We always want to continue to disciple. We as teachers need to teach the, the next generation. Now, again, um, not all of us are called to be teachers. You know, there's many gifts. Um, we do know that. But this is for the teachers. And um, just want to make sure that we know that. Now, it says here, um, not many of you should become teachers, my brothers, for you know that we who teach will be judged, uh, judged with greater uh, strictness, for we all stumble in many ways. And if anyone does not stumble in what he says, he is a perfect man. So right there it says in verse 2, for we all stumble in many ways. Um, you know, stumbling is not falling down. It's not falling down and staying down. Stumbling is like when we, when we trip. Um, you know, it's just kind of we're walking and we trip. We kind of for that second fall off of our walk and then we gain our balance and we keep it going. That's what stumbling is. Uh, so it says there that we all are going to stumble. It's going to happen, right? We're born with a sinful nature, but we never want to stay down. Okay, we always want to get back on that foundation and continue to grow, continue to move. Okay. Now, if anyone does not stumble in, in what he says, he is a perfect man, also able to bridle his whole body. If we put bits into the mouths of horses so that they obey us, we guide their whole body as well. Okay. We cannot, now, we cannot teach the word and not live by it because that's when the judgment is stricter. Now, even though we all fall, we all fall short, we as teachers have to be able to um, get back up and continue to move, right? We have to recognize that sin and get out of there. 
We cannot stay there. Now, this is not just for pastors, but also leaders who teach, right? If you're teaching your children, your grandchildren, well, then the expectation of the judgment is going to be greater. If we're going to teach the Word, we need to live by the Word and be the best examples of it. Um, with, with the words that come out of our mouth, it shows our spiritual maturity. And that's what, and that's what we're striving for. Okay. All right. Okay. Now, in verse 3, it says, We put bits to the mouths of horses so that they obey us. We guide their whole body as well. Look at the ships also. They are so large and are driven by strong winds. They are guided by a very small rudder, wherever the will of the pilot directs. So also the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts of great things. Now think about a rudder on a ship. Um, a ship is a big, large vessel, right? And it's controlled by the small rudder. If that rudder is out of control, that ship is out of control. Um, so if we are, if we are talking... Um, with our tongue and with the things that come out of our mouth, um, like for that second, if we're driving, right, and we get into some road rage and we start using our mouth, our words, um, that for that moment, we're out of control, okay? The same for us. Uh, when we speak from a, not a godly heart, we are out of control. So also the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts of great things. How great a force is set ablaze by such a small fire. And the tongue is a fire, a world of unrighteousness. The tongue is set among our members, staining the whole body, setting on fire the entire course of life, and set on fire by hell. In, Proverb, in Proverbs uh, 26, 20, For lack of wood the fire goes out, and where there is no whisper, quarreling ceases. So our tongues can set, a, can set a fire, right? And if we continue to say things, continue to argue, that fire will stoke up. But if, we, um, if there is no whispering, the quarreling ceases, right? The arguing will, will cease. Now, our tongues can create fire, and the more fuel we add, the bigger the fire gets. Um, David Gusick had talked about um, that old rhyme, uh, sticks and stones may break bones, but words can never hurt. That so is not true. Our words can leave damage for a lifetime. Um, as a father, as a husband, um, you know, as a youth leader. So basically, it, um, in my life right now, I'm at, a, I'm, at a, um, I'm at an interesting point in my life, right? In every aspect of my life, I lead. Okay, I lead at home. I'm a husband and a father. Um, I lead at work. I'm a supervisor. Um, I lead in church. I'm the youth leader. Um, I lead, I coach a, a softball team where I'm basically the manager. I'm the leader. So in every aspect of my life, I'm a leader, right? And I have to recognize that my words can either tear down or build up, right? Especially like, you know, um, Christian, my young son. Um, I have to, we were just talking about that on the drive over here. It's the words that I say can build him up for the future or can tear him down. Those words that we speak with our tongue can last a lifetime. You know, I'll give an example for, you know, for these girls that I coach, um, you know, they're all on different levels, right? Some girls are catching and throwing and some girls aren't. You know, they catch every now and then. Well, I still, every time a girl um, catches that one ball, I get excited like she just won the Super Bowl, right? I'm how praising her because I want to build her up. With, and, and that is what we do with our tongue. We can either build up or tear down. Okay. Uh, so that's just an example. 
me get back to James here. Now in James chapter 7. For every kind of beast and bird, of reptile and sea creature, can be tamed and has been tamed by mankind, but no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. With it we bless our Lord and Father, and with it we curse people who are made in the likeness of God. Now, um, that's interesting there that it says that we bless our Lord and Father uh, with it, and, and it's with the same tongue we curse people in the likeness of God. One minute we are praising God and singing worship, uh, praying for the church, praying for the church body. The next we are driving home, right, uh, full of road rage, and we're doing things we probably shouldn't be doing. Um, and it comes for everybody. You know, I, I see people with a dove sticker on the back of their truck, and, and they're, they're yelling and cursing just like everybody else, right? Uh, so that's something as believers that we kind of got to make sure that we get a hold of. Now for every kind of beast, I'm sorry. With it we bless our Lord and Father, and with it we curse the people who are made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth comes blessings and cursings. My brothers, these things ought to not be so. Does a spring pour forth the same opening, both fresh and salt water? Can a fig tree, my brothers, bear olives or, gra or a grapevine produce figs? Neither can a salt pond yield fresh water. Now, as far as I know, there is no weapon that I'm aware of that can shoot something like a pretty flower and a bomb all at the same time, right? So it's kind of the same thing there. Um, you know, does, um, does a spring pour forth uh, fresh water or salt water? It cannot, be, it cannot be both. It has to be one or the other. Now, this all comes back to spiritual maturity, right? The more mature we get, the more we seek God, um, and the more we're in our word, the more we pray, uh, the, the deeper that relationship grows. The, the less we fill ourselves with, um, with what's of the world and more we fill ourselves with what's from God, the more that when we speak, it's going to come out. Um, and I believe that the way we speak is how people view us. Uh, it's, hard to, it's hard to give your testimony one minute and speak about God if you're also in the world the next minute talking about who knows what, right? And again, that all comes with that spiritual maturity. Now, I want to pray and encourage you guys to continue to see God daily, uh, be in your word, spend time in prayer. Uh, the more that we grow, the more we gain control of what comes from our mouth, uh, get control of that tongue. People are always watching us, always listening. Uh, if we are talking about what isn't from God, and then the moment that we get back to it, um, people are going to know. I always say that you can, tell you're with the, you can tell you're with the believer if the conversation always goes back to God. Um, I remember there was a time when we were at a men's retreat, um, and I was with one of my one of my brothers, the the guy that first discipled me, Robert Wallace, um, and he had brought a friend, and his friend was still stuck in the world. Uh, I remember at that retreat, he kept sneaking off, and he was you know smoking cigarettes, just doing whatever, right? Uh, it was his first retreat, but I remember every time uh, we would get together and we would talk, you know, the conversation was always up with God. But the, whenever I would talk to him, we would never get back to that conversation. You know, the conversation would just always be everywhere else. And then when we would be back together um, with the men, um, the conversation always came back to God. And that's how I believe you're with believers, when that conversation always comes back. Um, so just continue to, um, like I said, continue to pray, uh, continue to seek God. Um, the more we fill our hearts with what's from God, the more we speak of Him, um, and that's what sets us apart.
I'm going to go back up to um, I'm going to go back up to verse uh, two for we all stumble in many ways. And if anybody does not stumble, he says he is a perfect man, also able to bridle his whole body. If we put bits into the mouths of horses so that they obey us, we guide their whole bodies as well. Now, as we see, as we see it says stumble, we have to know first that we are all we all will stumble. In First John, um, chapter one, verse 10. we're going to look at this for a moment. First John, chapter one, verse eight through ten. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sin, he is faithful just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Okay. Now, stumbling, that is just a trip losing our balance. Stumble. Mom. Um, in, in, in the dictionary, stumble means slip, uh, a mistake, or a blunder. So it's not something that will remove us from God, but it is something that could stop you from your walk. When we stumble, we regain our balance to get. When we stumble, we must regain our balance to get back on solid ground and continue our walk. Uh, Jesus was the only perfect man, but I do believe as we mature uh, with God and through prayer and reading, and if we are cons- consistently filling our hearts with what's from God, then we start slowly getting control of what's coming out of our mouths. If we fill our hearts with God, the Holy Spirit starts to overflow from our hearts. Let me get back to James. Now, back to um, to verse 2, where it says, "If I'm sorry, verse 3, If we put bits to the mouths of horses so that they obey us, we guide their whole body as well. Now, bits are the, um, um, the bridle, the, the bridle is the whole part that you put on the horse, right? And the bit is a small metal piece that you put in your mouth that controls the horse. With that, you, that, with that um, the reins are connected, and with that, you can turn a horse control the horse um, and what bridle means is to restrain or to hold back um, bits are the small metal in the in the horse um, with those bits though you control the horse right so we have to make sure that uh, we are controlling ourselves it's that small bit that controls the horse okay now chapter f- uh, verse 4 look at the ships also though they are so large and are driven by strong winds they are guided by a very small rudder wherever the will of the pilot directs so also the tongue is a small member yet it boasts of great things how great a force is set ablaze by such a small fire for every kind of beast and bird of reptile and sea creature can be tamed and has been tamed by mankind but no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. With it we bless our Lord and Father, and with it curse the people who are made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth come blessings and cursing. My brother, these things ought not to be so. Does a spring pour forth the same opening, both fresh and salt water? Can a fig tree, my brothers, bear olives, or a grapevine produce figs? Neither can a salt pond yield fresh water. So with this study, the main thing that if you take away anything would just be spiritual maturity. You know, the more we grow, uh, the more we grow, uh, the more we seek um, Christ, the more we grow with God, um, the more we're going to get control uh, of our tongue. And that's going to be the end of the study. (laughs) All right, so let me go ahead and pray. All right, Father, we thank you, Lord, for today. Again, Lord, I thank you for this opportunity. Um, I pray, Lord, that there was something, Lord, that we were able to take from this. I pray, Lord, that you continue to bless this body, continue to bless this church, Lord. 
Uh, continue to be with us, Lord. We thank you for all you do, Lord. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Oh, my. Oh, my. Yes, I didn't do good. making sure we own thank you Ruben so a um, couple things to think about one of the things that's really cool is James actually includes himself in the teaching because he says we all stumble and so it's it's a remi- reminder to us that we all will stumble I keep trying to tell you all that, that you're going to be practicing righteousness you're going to be these things are going to happen but really the mature Christian is what are you going to do when it happens? Um, uh, is there going to be repentance? Is there going to be, um, you know, a change of heart? Uh, a lot of times that's when you find out really where somebody's at in their walk. Uh, and so it's, it's, it's difficult, but what do you do with it when it happens? Uh, one of the verses that I wrote down was Proverbs ten nineteen. When words are many, transgressions is not lacking, but whoever restrains his lips is prudent and so the other thing is too is i think what ruben's talking about is us is even him teaching not only being in a form of leadership whether it's at work or whether it's at home on the baseball team or whether uh it's here he's also a leader at home and so for us as parents as grandparents uh we are to teach our children deuteronomy 11 verses 19 through 21 you shall teach them to your children, that is, love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, right? And love your neighbor as yourself. That's the Shema. And, and sadly, that is being taught to, um, if you think about it, that's in the Quran. But nobody's following that, are they? Right? Not in the world we're in today, unfortunately. Uh, but it says, you shall teach them to your children, talking of them when you are sitting in your house and when you are walking by the way. And when you lie down and when you rise and you shall write them on your doorpost of your house and on your gates that your days and the days of your children may be multiplied in the land. There's a promise there, right? In the land that the Lord swore to your fathers to give them as long as the heavens and are above the earth. And so he's saying like as teachers, every man, every parent is a teacher, whether you want to be or not god has given you that role for you to have that to to lead your family and to be teachers um but you know for the men i believe that verse where it says for uh for we know that we who teach will be judged in greater strictness the men will those that are godly fathers and godly husbands they will god will deal with them and so we need to be very mindful i think something that reuben said was very important words can damage for a lifetime now i want you to think about this this is just simple application just from what reuben taught is think about somebody or someone who said something to you as a child that you can still remember to this day and how much it's impacted you even now and so words are powerful so how will you how will you help build somebody up through encouragement through god's word and so for us as believers, I think that's such an important point that was shared. It's like those words can damage you for a lifetime. 
And think about it. Have you been damaged by somebody who's, like, if you've been verbally, uh, with somebody who's verbally abusive, you go through that all the time. Uh, as, you know, I, I grew up with that, and then I practiced that behavior as a father. And, and so those are things I wish I could get back. I can't. Um, you know, but at the same time, it's like as, as we look at application as leaders, as teachers, do we encourage, are we building up our kids, or are we tearing them down? It's, it's so easy. I mean, we don't think about the words. And, and yeah, I mean, you, you think about the, you can control a lot of beasts and animals in this world, but you can't always control the tongue. And no matter what you try to produce, if it's a, if it's a fig tree, all it's going to produce is a fig tree. But you don't want to have a forked tongue. You, you want to be somebody who's, uh, you know, who's, um, your words are, are seasoned with salt and grace that are encouraging, that you're building up. And so it's a great chapter, great verse to, to dive into. And, and I'm glad the youth are in this because it's important. Uh, because sometimes, and, and what's sad is sometimes the parents aren't applying it. You know, we do. How many of y'all have blessed God and then, an hour later, you're upset and you're cursing God. I have early on in my faith. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sit up here and act like I haven't. We've all stumbled. Again, he tells you in that verse, you've all stumbled. None of you are perfect. You're, you're learning to be a mature Christian. You're learning to grow. But it's the reality of understanding. Like that thing is understanding that we've all stumbled. But we we have, in a moment, you get in traffic. And next thing you know, you're... You were just blessing God at an event, and then you you get in the car, and then you're cursing and upset and mad, and it's all in our mouth. And if you have the kids in the car, again, what are we doing? What are we teaching them? They're like sponges, yeah, and so we have to remember that. Um, I, I'm, I'm very happy that, that Ruben got to teach. Those are just things I, I whenever I whenever I get to sit down and actually receive something, there are things that come to my mind that I have to apply. And that's the beauty of the word of God. And so, um, you know, we were really blessed to be able to have, it's not easy doing this. And so as these guys get up to do it, y'all need to be encouraging them, pray with them, talk with them, uh, build them up. They'll get more opportunity to do this. You know, uh, a lot of times we learn teaching on Wednesday nights. That's where we the training ground is. And youth, that's another opportunity uh, to learn. And so um, I'm really happy that he got to do that. I know he's been patiently and at the same time, you know, working through it. It's hard because you're, you know, at points you're, you're trying to figure out how much time you're going to have. And unfortunately, I've never been the one that's never been <laughs> without never short on time at all and and i was telling him the first time i did my study the first one i did was 35 pages and pastor joe was like okay you're gonna have to condense <laughs> so and so you learn but this is the only way you learn and so i love that great verse for us to remember but remember we're all teachers in some form or fashion because we disciple people and so i that point about the men's retreat i've seen it where men, man, I, I, we've, I think we've been to a couple, Ruben, where we've actually seen them playing poker, and then they get back there playing poker, and they're back to being the old person. 
And then they go in and start blessing God. And you're like, man, what is going on here? And so we need to, what we do, what we say, if you're a leader, it's being looked at a thousand times. A thousand times. And so everybody has something that you think they think that they need to fix in your life and in the way you run something. And, and so I always tell them, man, just come alongside and, and do this. I had Pastor Dan said that. He had somebody that uh, thought he was always, well, you're always off on this day. Well, you're just off playing golf or something you're doing. He's like, no, come spend the time with me. Just shadow me for a week and you'll see. And so, uh, but again, that's our mouths, right? And, and when you're young in the faith, you, these are all things you're going to stumble over. So when somebody says something, does something that's not encouraging, you don't have to blast them in front of everybody. You can pull them aside quietly and say, hey, look, what you said was hurtful or not loving. Um, and uh, I, I, I didn't receive it well. And, and maybe there's a better way that you could say it. Maybe you're right about what you said, but it's just the way that you in front of everybody. Right? And so we can learn from it. So thank you, Ruben. Well, that concludes today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light Radio. We hope that you enjoyed it. If you'd like to submit a prayer request or get in contact with us or find out service times, you can do all of that at our website, uh, as well as get uh, our podcast at Spotify, Audible, TuneIn Radio. Pretty much wherever you can find a podcast, uh, you, you can just type in Sun, Salt, and Light, and you'll find it. 